Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. And today will actually be really quick today. No editorializing on stories like I did yesterday with Headline Wednesday. This is just game pick day, kind of a prediction Friday appetizer. So we're just going to go, I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys the picks. For all the sports going on today, from the World Cup to college basketball, and the Thursday night pick for tonight in Foxborough between the Bills and the Patriots. In fact, we're going to start the show off with that game tonight in Foxborough. <sighs> yes, I'm taking a deep breath for dramatic effect because this should actually be a really easy game for Buffalo. Uh, they don't have to use travel as an excuse. In fact, they shouldn't. Expect Josh Allen, you know, I know he's still dealing with that elbow issue, but expect him to throw for at least 250, maybe 300 yards, three touchdowns. This should be a blow-away game. Should be. Buffalo still needs to reestablish that they're one of the two best teams in the AFC because all I'm hearing in the mainstream media lately is Kansas City and nobody else. Buffalo's still good, but eh, they've looked sloppy the last two weeks. And actually, if you, you know, when you look back at Thanksgiving Day, that game shouldn't have been close to begin with. But this is a statement game for Buffalo. They have to win, and they have to blow them out by a... They are going to win, and I understand it's a divisional opponent, and they know each other like the back of their hands. And watch Mac Jones. He's probably going to have maybe the best game of his season today. Maybe he'll throw for 250, and you're going to have Damian Harris go off, and a bunch of other situations for New England... That'll stay in place, right? New England could keep this game close, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's first teamed at 28. Okay? I would not be surprised at all. In fact, in reality, I have this game going 28-25 Bills. But the Bills have to win this game. And to really reassert themselves as an AFC favorite, they have to blow the Patriots out, don't they? I mean, this feels like a must-win for Buffalo more so than it is for the Patriots. The Patriots, yes, it is because they can stay in the playoff chase because right now they're on the outside looking in, and Cincinnati is the five seed right now in the AFC playoffs. And, you know, for as much as I like Joe Burrow, that team still is iffy to me. I know they're going in the right direction. They got a huge win in Nashville, but... Going back to the Patriots for a second, yes, this is a must-win, but they don't have a whole lot around Mac Jones right now to keep up with the Bills. The Patriots' defense is solid. Matthew Judon is their best pass rusher, and he is their certified game wrecker at that point, but I still think Josh Allen's going to go for 300 yards. Easy. 300 yards, two touchdowns, Maybe one rushing. Stephon Diggs will get one of those two touchdowns. And this will be an easy game going away. But 
The reason it is for Buffalo is right now, in the AFC, just the AFC alone, this is why I say this. I've got Kansas City at one, Buffalo at two, but it's a very sliding two. Because at number three, I do have the Bengals. I know they don't lead the AFC North, but Baltimore... You're having a stink, you know, you've had stinkers of a game. Your quarterback, which I've never been bought into Lamar, never have, and all of a sudden it's starting to creep in on him that, you know, you're not that good. You know, when you're losing to Jacksonville and you're blowing fourth quarter leads, that's going to catch up to you. So that's why right now I have the Bengals at three, the Titans at four. I know it's a very eh, loss at home. You got to play a little better than that. But you got Cincy at three, Tennessee at four. Those are the four best teams right now. And then the fifth one, that's a straight-up toss-up between the Jets and the Patriots right now. If the Jets stay with Mike White, it's possible that the J I could jump right back onto the Jets' bandwagon. But, again, right now, the Bills, they're still an AFC favorite, but they're very sliding. They're sliding very, very quick. But again, all that to say, the Bills should win this game. They will win this game. 28-25, easy, running away, no ifs, ands, or buts about it right there. But that's where I see this game going. That's the importance of this game. If the Bills lose, however, expect me to come back on the show and say, I told you so, because now if the Bills lose, they'll be sliding down and people will wonder, is Miami truly the best team in the AFC East right now? Because I was thinking about this even before I went on, uh, before I re started recording today, heck, before I even got into the studio today, Miami, who leads the AFC East right now, you know, and I want this to be a pure discussion on any of the platforms you find this, either on audio or on Rumble for the video people. But you consider Miami a legitimate playoff a legitimate playoff contender? I mean, even if they make the playoffs, and this is just a thought experiment, but even if the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs, how far do you think they'd go? Because right now they're playing the sixth seed, and that right now is the Bengals. As it is right now, you got Buffalo at four, or no, uh, since he's at five, but you have New England as the six. I think you have the Jets as the sixth seed. So you got the Dolphins and the Jets rematch of a divisional opponent, and yeah, Miami could could win that game. I mean, Miami's had a history of blowing home playoff games, too. Just see 2008. But after that, let's say Miami does win. Right? Let's say Miami does. Would you think that they could go into Arrowhead? They have the offense to keep up, but you think Tua can make the right play? Do you think Miami has enough weapons around them in order to do it? I'm having a hard time believing that Miami will even win this division. 
let alone beat Kansas City and Arrowhead in a divisional round game. But, you know, it's just a thought exercise at this point, but that's why, one, this game is huge for Buffalo, because if they win, they're at least going to stay second in the AFC East, and they at least keep the pressure on the Dolphins, who are back at home this weekend, or staying at home this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, I know I said I wouldn't be doing that, but I've been going through all these thought action, you know, I've been thinking about this stuff as I'm trying to develop topics for this show, and I'm going, you know, let's just throw these out there. It's just random thoughts. Let's see what happens. Otherwise, that is the score, and that is the importance for today. I got Buffalo over New England 28-25. to For all my World Cup fans... Groups E and F are officially done. Japan has advanced, and so has Croatia. Which means my World Cup pick, Germany, is out of the tournament. So there went that pick. Bye-bye. And in Group F, Morocco and Spain are the two teams to advance, while Belgium and Canada get eliminated from that group. So there were there was your World Cup wrap up. As far as the games for tomorrow, here are the wrap up here are the wrap up picks for groups F or not F G and H. So here are the picks for those games tomorrow. I've got Portugal over South Korea, Uruguay over Ghana, Brazil over Cameroon, and the Swiss over Serbia. So again, the picks for my World Cup fans, Swiss, the Swiss, Brazil, Uruguay, and Portugal. So those are your World Cup picks there. As far as the other picks, before I get out of here, let's go to the NHL. For tonight, I have the Avs over the Sabres, the Predators over the Devils, the Lightning over the Flyers. Wow, the Predators only have 22 points. Eh, 10, 9, and 2. That's that's not a bad record. And it's only uh, December. Yeah, that ain't bad. So 10, 9, and 2. I'll take the Predators on the road in a road underdog. As a road underdog. Got the Predators over the Devils. Lightning over the Flyers. I'm going to go with the Golden Knights over the Penguins. The Wilds losing to the Oilers. I got the Oilers there. I got the Hurricanes over the Blues. The Stars over the Ducks. The Flames over the Canadiens. The Caps over the Kraken. The Panthers over the Canucks. And the Kings over the Coyotes. Again, the winners tonight. The Kings, the Coyotes, the Kraken, the Flames, the Ducks... Or not the Ducks, the Stars. The Flames, the Stars, the Hurricanes, the Oilers, the Golden Knights, the Lightning, the Predators, and the Avs. Those are your winners tonight in the NHL. And then for the NBA, here we go. Only one game on tonight, Pistons and the Mavs. I'm going to go with the Mavs in that one. So only one game on tonight, taking the Mavs. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Taking the Mavs over the Pistons. 
And one final game pick before I go. Let's go to college basketball. Remember, once again, as a disclaimer for my college basketball fans, if you do want, and I'm going to keep doing this every other show or maybe every show I do college basketball from here up until the start of March Madness, if you want a team or a conference highlighted in the games list picks or you want me to go more in depth onto what it will look like going forward because right now it is December. None of these games, not the Big Ten ACC Challenge, not the Big 12 Big East Battle, none of these games, and I'm being purely honest with this one, none of these college basketball games right now before Christmas they don't mean a whole lot. Okay? They don't. The turn, you know, the selection committee will look at it in January when they do their little, oh, this is what the first six, the top 16 look like. Which is what they're starting to do now. They've done it for the last two years. Okay, by then I'll start to pay attention. But if for show content purposes, I follow along with these games. But that's all I say that for. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to it right now. One game is in progress right now. It's Oklahoma State and UConn. The Cowboys are up 25-23. I'm going to go with UConn to pull back in that game. That is still eight minutes to go in the first half. So we still have a whole other half to go. So that's why I'm going to go with UConn to hold on late. Texas and Creighton. I'm going to go with the Longhorns at home. Arizona, Utah, the opener for the Pac-12 for both of those schools. I'm going to go with Arizona on the road. Kansas and Seton Hall, I'm going with the Jayhawks. And UCLA and Stanford going with the Bruins in their first big, or not big, first Pac-12 game of the season. So again, the winners tonight in the top 25, UCLA, Kansas, Arizona, Texas and UConn. Those are your winners tonight in college basketball. With that, let me go ahead and check the headlines, see if there's anything important in there. If not, then I'm out. Uh, Blake Corum is going to have knee surgery for Michigan, so he will be out for the Big, the Big Ten title game against Purdue and maybe even the playoff game uh, later on next, later on this month. So let me check, see how bad it actually is for Blake Corum. If my phone would allow me to. There we go. Okay, Michigan running back Blake Corum will undergo surgery on his knee. Uh, Corum injured his left knee at the end of the first half against Illinois November 19th. Took two carries in the second half before he was sidelined for the remainder of the game. He tried to play in Michigan's game against Ohio State, but again, after two carries, was pulled for any other action. Uh, NFL Network first reported the news of Coram's injury or Coram's surgery. Uh, Coram accounted for 18 of Michigan's 35 rushing touchdowns this season and ranked 8th among all FBS backs with 1,436 yards this season before his injury. Coram had worked his way into the Heisman conversation but he's since faded as Michigan prepares for the Big Ten Conference game on Saturday against Purdue. 
The team will look to Donovan Edwards to carry the load at running back. Edwards ran for 216, two touchdowns, including his runs of 75 and 85 against the Buckeyes. Okay, it is unknown that the recovery time will what the recovery time will look like for Quorum or whether he will be cleared to play if Michigan makes it to the CFP. So that's the answer. Honestly, unknown. And even if, and I'm saying this nicely, Michigan fans, because you should beat Purdue. Okay, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. You should beat Purdue. Even without Blake Corum, you should do just fine. But if you have to, if you end up playing in the playoff game, okay, if you end up playing, let's say, because Georgia's going to have uh, first choice as to which one of those playoff games, Games are going to go to, and they want, they're probably going to want to go to the Peach Bowl. So, you know, Michigan's going to end up having to come out to Glendale for the Fiesta Bowl in the playoff game. Even if that's the case, and let's say you play TCU, right? Right now, I said this on Tuesday, and I'll say it again. Michigan would beat TCU if Blake Corum was healthy. Now, Donovan Edwards has proven me wrong, and he had two big runs against Ohio State on Saturday. So maybe they've got enough running back depth to at least hide J.J. McCarthy. They can hide that. So right now, and I said it on Tuesday, and I'll say it again. Right now, I have Michigan beating TCU in a playoff game if that is the matchup. Right now, right now it would be. If the playoff was set right now. Right now it would be. And right now I'd have Michigan winning by at least a touchdown. Because for as much flack as I give TCU, the only chance that TCU has and the only edge they have is at the quarterback position. Because I do like Max Dugan over J.J. McCarthy. So in essence, that's TCU's main advantage. But right now, I'd have Michigan, even without Blake Corum, in the Big Ten title game. They should win easily. But in the playoff game, if Blake Corum is able to play in that game, Michigan might win by two touchdowns. But without him, they're probably going to end up winning by one. So that's really the only difference that Blake Corum actually adds to Michigan's offense. Both that. I am out of here for good. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get this podcast. You can also watch this show on Rumble, either by downloading the app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores, or watching on a desktop computer, go to rumble.com. Search for the username ADGerke. Please make sure the search is set to channels, not videos, and click subscribe. Again, go, search for the username ADGerke. That's A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. On Rumble, please again 
Like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the Rumble algorithms, and please make sure that search is sent to channels, not videos. To follow this show on social media, you can either do that by following the show's hashtag on Instagram, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also follow the show's Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast. And if you want post-episode interaction, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. And you can follow this show on Instagram. You can follow me, yours truly, on Instagram at Ostispamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke, and I'll see you tomorrow.